Hey, welcome back for for the road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock. We got Tragic and Drifter with us today. Uh, unfortunately, Andar had some stuff come up. We weren't able to make it. Um, how you guys doing, man? Good, good. Yeah. Oh, just capital. You planned that. You planned that right when he was taking a drink, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I used to work in the food service industry before I joined the military. So I know when to time certain questions when somebody has like their like they just filled their mouth with food. When oh, you worked at Jack in the Box? Food. <laughs> yeah. I actually no, I worked at a uh, I worked at a Mexican restaurant called El Nepal for a little while. So you and, uh, and I'm not gonna go into the rest of them because they're embarrassing. So yeah. <laughs> Chippendales. I mean, we all know I don't have the body for Chippendales. Even to serve the beard for chicken wings there. Thank you. I'm I'm really happy with this. This is two weeks, you know. Yeah, it's not bad, not bad. <laughs> well, I mean, and then it I kind of look like my grandmother's house. beard, but it's all oh, thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> so hey, we've uh we've kind of harped on uh different kind of clubs like pop-up clubs and like military clubs and stuff like that. But uh we haven't really talked about religious clubs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well it's cuz one I think it makes people uncomfortable. Well, and that's why yeah. we're here. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's why we're, we're we're doing it, man. Yeah. Um I, I think the the one thing I would say like just off the top with the the religious clubs is I don't care what your faith is. I don't care if you're Jewish, if you're Christian or anything like that. Just like we say with the military clubs, being a specific special whatever you know demographic of your club is doesn't give you a free pass to just do whatever you want also that would be my only like big gripe about it is like just because you have jesus on your patch doesn't mean you get to just like you know show up all of a sudden and uh you know full three-piece setup and the, the whole deal you should still go through it the same same route as every other club does did i uh did i tell you guys i used to prospect for a christian club uh oh, here we go <laughs> no, it's not a joke. I used to. Um, I believe I, it. You, aren't you an ordained minister or something like that? I am. I knew yeah. it. I am. Uh, God, I, I was uh, studied at <clears throat> Liberty University, also known as Liberty Baptist College, uh, where I got a degree in theology. And but you're Jewish. Uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a joke, folks. No. That's a joke. No. Um, no, I, I yeah, I, I prospected for them for a little while. They have this, uh, they have kind of a cool prospecting program with how they do it. I'm not going to get into it, obviously. You know, it's not my not my stuff to speak on. Other than it was it was an interesting, it was different. Um, Is there a lot of like Bible study during your prospecting. Um, actually, no. Um, yeah, I was just joking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's not much concern with those eyes. You got to look in the eyes. <laughs> Behind all of that glory, yeah. that was there, I couldn't see the smile. I, I delivered it as flat as possible to see if I was going to get a response. Uh, well, thanks for that. Um, thanks for coming to the show, everybody. We appreciate it. So, <laughs> I think it's interesting that you know you have all these little niche areas of, of the motorcycle club world, and religious clubs is one of them. Um, lots of Christian clubs. There's Jewish clubs out there. There's um, the Sikh Riders. Who you know? Uh, well, maybe not exactly a religious club. They they really hold to their religious beliefs, and and one of those religious beliefs is that um, whichever king shows you protection, gives you protection, you owe allegiance to that king. So these Sikh riders, man, some of the most uh, patriotic dudes you'll ever meet out there. Uh, really, really cool dudes. And yeah. super gentlemen too. I lived in a, a Sikh neighborhood uh, when I was uh, a teenager for. A brief time when I was out there being a uh, illegal in Canada uh, for a short time. That's a whole other story, but oh, really? Were, yeah, yeah. I forgot was, about uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, dude, they're really cool dudes. They're some of the most polite, respectful, like just like nice people that I've ever met. So I wonder how religious clubs like Christian clubs deal with. Um, you suppose you get a, a Baptist guy in there and a Catholic guy in there in the same club. How does that work? I don't know. I wonder if they're split down to specific, uh, you know. Or is it non-denominational? Yeah, non-denominational. 
I mean, it didn't bother me. I was a non-denominational Christian for a long time. Um, so you couldn't commit. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> see, man, I want to answer that question so bad. You're going to piss off a lot of Christians. I'm yeah, trying really. to word it in a way. Okay, so the but biggest keep it with motorcycle clubs, though. Let's not get into theology. Yeah. So I'll, I'll you know, and I'll say this, right? Because it, it ties in. So the biggest difference with like the denominations is like different rituals and specific, uh, we'll call them figures uh, within the religion. Um, they're not necessarily importance, but like their kind of role in all of it, right? And that's where a lot of contention happens between different denominations of any religion and then you you take uh you know so i'll speak on disciple christian because that that was the the group that i was hanging out with for a while um you have catholics and non-doms and baptists you have all these people riding together and we put aside all of the other stuff that we believe in on top of just the good book and then that's what they preached you know and i like how they went about it is they would show up to one uh, percenter events or they show up to really just any public event and they just had this kind of like unspoken thing like if you need to talk to somebody pull pull a patch holder aside yeah so Ooh. and then so, you know, <clears throat> their their way around everything was like let's say you know somebody from insert one percenter club here confesses to some like fucked up stuff that he did in his private life um if that patch holder were to get pulled and say, hey, what the fuck? And you're like, hey, man, he's part of my flock. I can't can't talk about it. Thanks, though. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to do that. No. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, and I'm not even recommending that to other people. I'm just saying, uh, luck, you know, there's there's. Uh, That's what their role is, is to, is to go out there and, and be available to clubs. It seems like That's what they try to do, at least. Yeah, to to, to uh, disciple men in word and prayer, and to uh, support the one percent world in prayer, is their uh, is their motto. So I had a brother of mine go down. He went down pretty hard. Um, had to have a lot of surgery and that sort of thing. The local Christian clubs here in Virginia all got together and they had a big benefit for him without us saying a word. Wow. Uh, they arranged so that guys would come visit him. You know all the time so i mean every day he had somebody from one of these clubs show up uh they were really really good to my brother so big shout out to them yeah i mean there i mean there's i I don't i just don't think that there's a lot of like bad religious clubs out there i think the only thing that i've come across is um is maybe like a, a little bit lack of of protocol from them just because they are so friendly um, and trying to do, you know, their their main priority probably isn't, you know, necessarily motorcycle counterculture. It's probably more, you know, their religious aspect. Um, but like guys coming up to you, calling your brother, you know, even though you're not yeah. in the same club, uh, you know, things like that. Um, uh, I saw one one time refer to another club's prospect uh, as a prospect, you know, and it was there like, hey, prospect, can you introduce me to one of your officers? Um, but you know, uh, you don't call another club's prospect prospect, you know, uh, little, little things like that, that maybe they got streamlined in through, you know, um, and I think a lot of the religious clubs too, aren't they? At least my experience seems to be, um, like recovering clubs also a lot of times, like a lot of, oh, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I've seen straight up recovery clubs as well. Yeah. And usually there's a religious kind of component to it as well, you know, cause that's, one of the tenants of AA usually. Oh, yeah, that's in that part of the, in that part of it, is that you have to believe in something. Yeah, some sort of higher power. It doesn't always have to be a religious thing, but most guys are. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads us right into drugs. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> so tragic. So, What's out here? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Judgmental. You, you ever want to screw up your your chapter? Man, just get some guy hooked, and that's, man, that's bad news. Yeah. No, sir. I just was referring to your profession. <laughs> yeah. No, um, You know, it's, what's oh, cool, though, is, drug dealer? is that, you know, a lot of clubs have, um, like, sober chapters also. Um, if you have a good club um, who's uh, big, 
um, if you ever, if anybody ever slips into their, you know, kind of world of vices, you know, they help get them clean too. It's mandated. I, I didn't, I didn't really think about that. Uh, so big clubs with a clean and sober chapter. That's, that's actually very interesting. Yeah. Well, and you think about that, like the, if you're an addict, uh, you know, you need to be around other addicts to support each other. You know, nobody really understands it the same way. Um, and to be held to that kind of accountability, you know, <clears throat> by guys who understand it, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I know for certain that there's a, cause we have a clean and sober chapter and those guys, you know, basically save each other's lives every day. That is really cool. That just goes to show you, man, a brother is a brother is a brother. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. Man, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. Hey, listeners out there, wake up! We're gonna get to something interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, oh, so you know, so I let do me have a tell story. you all about Satan. No, I'm just playing. I'm kidding. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing uh, that. So you know, I, I can't ride right now. Uh, you know, why I can't ride because I don't have a helmet. You know, I don't have a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god! So listeners don't know. I haven't. I haven't shared. You know, I got a, a new dog. Um, and he's got separation anxiety and, uh, tried to leave him alone for a couple hours and I walk into the house expecting maybe some shit's going to be torn up. Maybe there's a little mess or something like that. This cocksucker went straight <laughs> for all my motorcycle gear, um, destroyed my Simpson helmet, chewed that into oblivion, got a hold of my modular helmet, pulled all of the guts out of that, destroyed that, and even got a hold of my riding jacket that I use for... Uh, work, you know, a non non club functions and tore the lining out of that, like well over a thousand dollars worth of of gear destroyed. So uh, what you're saying is you had a dog. Uh, my wife, I can tell, she was very concerned for a minute. Uh, <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> I just I just yelled, "Fuck!" You know, just at the top of my lungs when I saw it. It took a second, and then it sank in, and I saw everything, and I yelled, and then I walked straight into the room, and I'm pretty sure she thought I was going to go shoot the dog, but. I'm, a, I'm an animal lover, so I would never, you know. Just like oh, looking real hard. Like you. But so I haven't been able to ride yet. This COVID shit has got all the shipping, you know, tied up for a lot of stuff. I got a, a new Simpson helmet on the way. The Simpson modular, carbon fiber, because mama had to pay for her dog's uh, discrepancies. And uh, <laughs> so upgrade. Um, but There's no shops oh, open. I, What's no that? local shop. There's no local shops open. You just grab a novelty helmet or something. Um, yeah, I probably could. I just haven't gotten around it. We've been busy, you know. Um, so that, like, is yeah. like, traffic starting to pick up again over there, right? Dude, it's thick now. It's thick because yeah, all, so, all the essentials that's are. That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> so, so Jim, have you ridden in Southern California? Um, well, I did a little bit when I was stationed in San Diego back in 1987. Jesus Christ. So yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to let him have that one. So yeah. well, um, definitely, so, I think Jim would freak out, like, trying to ride out here now. Like, I, I could not imagine him going, like, this is awesome. He would just be like, this sucks. Yeah, I well, to, I mean, dude, my dad's been riding since, what, 75? And... He fucking the the wreck that he got into in October fuck took him off. Like I don't I don't think my dad's gonna get into the bike. Oh man, uh, I think he would have already. You know, cause shit, it's almost a year later. Um, wow, time flies. But your dad's fairly up there in age, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's almost seventy. Yeah, you I know. think there's a time where eventually everybody hangs it up. You know. Yeah, but <clears throat> you know, kind of to my point here. Um, trying to take the short road. Um, novelty helmets are not the fucking business, man. No, not I have one, but you're right. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, well, I've, I've ridden with you, Jim, you know, out there it's, it's, it's a little different where, you know, you'll see like 15, 20 cars in like a 15, 20 mile radius, you know, um, once we got off, once we got onto that, like weird road, that cobblestone road anyways. Um, yeah, we call that a driveway. <laughs> no, it was the colonial parkway colonial parkway colonial parkway you know once we got on there you know we didn't really see anybody until that construction started but in california you know especially on the highways man it's it's like a fucking nascar race yeah. you know everybody's six inches apart man <laughs> it's 
Well, you yeah. know, the thing is, is I was at first, I couldn't wear a full face. It was weird. Like it was too confining. I claustrophobic. It was, mm-hmm. it freaked me out. And I, so I did a half helmet for a long time when I first um, was writing. And then, you know, you got friends that go down, you see things that happen. I work in the medical field, so I'd already seen bikes going down and stuff like that. And it wasn't like, it's not the, the, a lot of guys are like, oh, you're afraid to die if you ride, you know, if you want to wear like a helmet like that, like. I'm just not going to wear a helmet in states where you don't have to. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about ending up a fucking vegetable or something because I got brain damage. So, or my face, this beautiful thing right here, getting marred up, you know. Yeah, so, got to keep that intact. Yeah, but that yeah, glorious, you for your beard as well. That glorious beard would dig into the street and mess up the street. Yeah. <laughs> and I just trimmed it too. Can we just, can we just like admire for a second that your beard is also your club colors? Shh, listen, you can hear the angels oh, sing. motherfucker right here. Oh, that took a minute to sink in, too. That's my favorite part. Oh, Every now and then I get one. Even Every now and then I get one. Of them lately. <laughs> I'm just saving them all up so we see each other in person. Right. Well, that's what I told Dave. I'm, you know, you're going to see me in 10 years and be like, what the fuck? How did you patch into my club? Be like, oh, well, they gave me a pass because you used my face as a stress ball. So. <laughs> 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 uh, man. what else is going on what's uh what's been going on with you drifter so work is absolutely insane uh today was a really rough day so i'm really looking forward to a, a ride that we're doing tomorrow which is wino willie's 100th birthday um so we're, we're going to go out and celebrate that and uh just have a big old throwdown. i can't wait i'm really That's sorry awesome. i'm not going to make that man now, are you guys, you, it's going to be like a big get-together kind of like event, or is it like a, just a ride? We're doing a, a big circle run. I think it's uh, like 200 miles, maybe 150 miles, somewhere in there. Nice. And I'm going to end up at a, a place uh, local and just close it down, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Wear your masks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we just had our, um, our chapter anniversary party, and a guy showed up from all over the East Coast for that that was last weekend july 4th and uh as i'm walking out the door i hadn't even thought about mask as i'm walking out the door the wife goes hey where's your mask like, oh shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all, there's a whole meme now where uh, it used to be like cars pocket knife or you know keys pocket knife wallet do you have it and you're walking out and then you're like oh mask and you got to run back into the house because you forgot your new essential that you have to carry with you all the time now yeah that's the way it is here it's fucking mandatory here now. Um, if you're just like walking down the street, or whatever, you don't have to wear it. But if you, they're required if you want to go into an establishment now. Um, so even like the little fucking crack motel down the street that gets shot up between three and five times a week, you know they're they're stopping dudes out there and be like, "Hey, where's your fucking mask at?" Like, "Hey man, hey, like, here's one for you." Dude's here to do F. Like, I don't think coronavirus is on his like top ten list. If he catches it, just fucking put a bullet in him by the river, man. Just, it's fine. Mmm, <laughs> Corona. So anyway, I got one for you. You guys ever uh, went to one of those roach motels and pulled your bike in, into the room? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, I have not. Yeah, I have. There's some sketchy oh, places no. out there. <laughs> I was going to say that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Okay, great story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We used to do that when my dad had a, my dad would be able to fit his, his road glide barely through the fucking doors, like barely. And then, uh, I just fucking brip brat my Dyna through him. You get Ari- going fast enough. You can make anything fit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Arizona is fucking, they're full of fat folks. So their doors are a little wider for us. I just got back from Arizona, man. That's that is some serious heat. I don't know how much I could take of that riding. Did you get to do any riding out there, or just it was just family stuff? Nah, just family stuff. We flew out there, so I had a rental car. I've done some riding out there. You're out. My my family lives out there, um, not far from where you were vacationing. Some good roads out there, except for they got a bunch of sand and gravel and everything. That shit's scary. <laughs> it's terrifying. You feel your your wheels start to slide out from under you? Oh, every yeah, time, man. <clears throat> like, you're riding, and then your ass end starts going right, 
but then like you keep turning your bars hoping that it's going to correct but it never does and then it'll just hit a point and it starts like slowly coming back oh i saw the mud pit you and andar were riding through (laughs) that was that was good times i was actually just listening to that episode last night it was good times man i missed that shit (laughs) which one was that the one that was the most recent ride or what uh yeah bike yeah when he fell off his bike Fell off. I thought it was dropped his bike. Now, now it's fell off. Eh, a little both. A little column A, a little column B. <laughs> Eventually, by the time the story's through, he will have drove off a cliff on purpose. Yeah. yeah so there were on fire bears. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Punk Rock? What's going on with you? I have. I've watched a lot of Rick and Morty. Um, <laughs> all of it twice, actually. Uh, for those that you don't know, I think I, I think I've talked about it. Uh, I'm on house arrest for 30 days. <laughs> um, can can you no longer go around schools too? Yes. Yeah, I'm on. I'm also on Megan's list. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hang out with Tom Ooh, Hanks or anybody, anybody of those those people. Um, no, I'm a. You know, it's just some shit for work. Just in case some shit pops off, uh, my team is ready to go. We have to do this quarantine first. If we quarantine before we go, we don't have to do it when we get there. Um, so I'm on my quarantine, and uh, I'm not allowed to leave my house. I can't, like, it's like I can't go on my lawn. Like, cannot leave my fucking house. Um, and you're still getting paid. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I'm a salary, baby. <laughs> How do I get that job? Shit. Uh, so go down to a recruiting office. Nope. Hard pass. Um. I gotta say though, my favorite part about all of this is just being able to grow this like excuse of a beard. Um, no, I was looking good. I was just giving you shit. Yeah, I like it. I do. I do like it. And mine used to look like that too, right around when I was twelve. Yeah. Well, you know, you're also <laughs> fucking Viking from Mars, so I'm actually the full of shit. I couldn't grow a good beard until I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't. I didn't start trying to do this until last year. You know, I finally took 30 consecutive days of leave. But see what? I had my surgery first, and then I grew it out. I was like, holy shit, I can do it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not mine's, all happy. This is mine's nice. long enough now that when I'm riding down the road, it splits. Yep. Yeah. It comes up into my face. <laughs> That's also another reason for a full-face helmet. A lot of people don't know if you've got a beard, if it's long enough when you ride, that whips the shit out of your face. Yes. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. What what sucks though about having a full face and a beard, if you ever shave your beard, your helmet just doesn't feel right anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't Are you getting a really good haircut? Yeah. Well, it's I like can't stand them. Because when I was on, you know, when I was on leave uh, before I transferred here, I had a pretty, I had a pretty decent one going, and uh, I, I remember coming up over this hill, and there was always just cool air coming off the off the ocean. And I didn't really affect me at all in the morning when it was fucking freezing. And then a couple days, get ready to go back to work. I shaved it all off. And then I come over this hill again. My helmet just didn't feel right. And then I hit that little burst of air and it was freezing. And it's right then that I uh, I figured out that, you know, these things are fucking awesome. And I love them with all my heart. <laughs> You know, I can't really. I, I don't like full face helmets at all. I ride with a little beanie, and man, I know all the horror stories. I've seen it. I've seen my own brothers go down. Yeah. But damn, I just can't. Even even those half helmets, you know, it just feels too restrictive. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a helmet state, um, but man, I can't oh, like those, stand are, a full. Are you talking face. like the three quarter helmets that leave like just your face open. Yeah, those are okay. I don't really like them. But if yeah. I have to wear something, I'll wear that. But any like the full face, anything that hugs your face, you know how they do with your cheeks? Yeah. Man, I can't stand that. <clears throat> See, I yeah, that's some shit that takes some getting used to. Um I don't know. For me, it's a it's a comfort thing. Um cuz I used to I used to wear half helmets and stuff like that. Um when I bought my when I bought my Buell, I got a full face helmet because it just you know, I bought it for aesthetics. It looks weird when you're riding a sport bike with a half helmet, you know? Yeah. And then uh, 
but yeah, dude, when I went down on that, um, it was literally from from the bottom of my chin guard to about halfway up my helmet. Um, that's where all the fucking damage was. So I was like, I'm never gonna wear a half helmet again. I know. Hey, hey, Tragic, what you drink drinking there? Oh, that's uh, some single malt uh, scotch called Glen Morangi. It's my uh, my go-to. Uh, same stuff that Professor Blade uh, drinks. Oh, Glen Morangi and G L E N M O R A N G I. You're gonna you're gonna have to just yeah. text us that. <laughs> so bring a bottle of that out when you come. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. That's Are we still to- trying to do that in a couple months? Who knows? Yeah. For this whole COVID thing, um, my my clubs, events, and everything like that have you know been switched around a bit. There's a lot of different you know fuck dude. Everything's so uncertain nowadays. Like yeah. you never know. I don't know for you guys. They're closing all the bars again up here. You know, and everything's getting shut down again. And we're having a big surge of all that stuff. And you know, fucking thanks it's to make plans. Fucking asshole. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Did you get your tire fixed yet? I can't leave my house. Oh, yeah. That's no excuse. Can't you, uh, can't you order one and do it in your garage? I don't have a tire machine, but it's at the it's at the shop. Little 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 shout out to Garage Zero in Jacksonville. But yeah, I ordered it. Ordered it. It's it's at the shop. The dude texted me, let me know it was there. Uh, the day it came in, I said, "Sweet, I'll see you on the thirtieth uh, when I can leave my house." And then, uh, yeah, I'll go get that fixed when I can. All right. You still going to buy a Harley? Yeah. I saw that. I don't know if you had a chance to see that, uh, Drifter, that uh, the article by uh, Andar. A little bit of a challenge. Oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah, the yeah. laughing Indian. What did you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, uh, don't tell him this, so keep this a secret, everybody. Uh, but I kind of agree with him. The, the, the actual bike itself and, and working on the bikes, you know, there's so much stuff out there. You can do anything to these things. Yeah. Uh, the company, the Sucks. company's downsizing, and it's really their own fault. Yeah. You know, they, they treat people like shit. You walk in there, and I, I literally feel like I'm at a used car dealership. Anytime I walk into a Harley dealership now, I, I guess they all went to the same school or something, but they play all the same bullshit tricks of – you know, you agree on one price out on the floor. Then when you get back to the finance guys, oh, the numbers are all different. And and then they bring in the hard sell guy after you've been talking to one guy for a while. It's I feel freaking dirty whenever I walk out of there, man. Oh, dude, uh, the when I bought my my lowrider S, it was way too expensive uh, for what it was because it was already after the dinos were stopped being made. Uh, last one in the state was already going to pay a high price for it, and all I said was. I just need you to throw in forward controls because I'm six foot eight. I need forward controls. They almost dropped the deal over just forward controls. That's all I'm asking. It's insane. They're so stingy. The the dealership in San Diego, uh, San Diego Harley on Morena, um, it's not this way anymore. So you you guys can still do your shopping there. Um, those dudes were just fucking bullies, dude. Like, if you walked in there with your girl, you know, we kind of talked about this in the, in the property of, you know, like, you know, you talking to your wife about finances in your home that both of you have to fucking live in. That's right. a sign of respect to your wife, understanding that you're a team. You're not asking her permission. You're asking her what she thinks and shit like that. If a kid were to do that, he would try to, like, wiggle, like, the, the sales guy would try to, like, wiggle between them. Be like, who's going to fucking ride this thing? You or her? Wow. It's like, wow. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about you. Boy, be laid out. Exactly. Well, I was gonna say, my, my household, that, uh, in fact, it probably wouldn't even be me that would take the swim. It would probably be my old lady. Yeah. I'd mean, be yeah, the one, too. Elizabeth, Elizabeth's gangster as fuck. Like, <laughs> I oh. believe she, she is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, my, my favorite sales tactic that they have is they'll hold up. Everybody walks around with a monster can. They're all empty. But everybody walks around with a monster can, and they pretend to, like, sip on them and stuff like that. They're rinsed out because anybody that's ever been around somebody that's drinking a monster, but you're not, the second you fucking crack that can open, the entire fucking room smells like monster. So you know they're all fucking empty because you can't smell them, but they're all pretending to fucking drink out of them. And then when it comes down to the price, you're like, oh, bro, like that's like, you know, $40 a month outside of my price range. You're like, oh, bro, just like, and just like jingling the can, be like, oh, bro, just a couple less of these a month, man. You'll make it up. 
But who the fuck does that? Because it always, ah, oh, well, just one monster today. That won't, you know, that's 250. I'll Whoa. fucking make it up. You know, fuck you. They were yeah. fucking sharks. They fucked me on my on my street, Bob, or my lowrider. Oh, trade in? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I bought it brand new. I bought it brand new. They didn't run motor mounts, uh, bolts through the front motor mounts. Oh. And I was going from a Sportster to my first big twin, right? So I thought that extra rattle, like that extra shake in the bike was normal. <laughs> Rode around on that bitch for a thousand miles, and I was like, hey, I want to keep my warranty. I took it to my godfather shop, Westside Choppers in San Marcos. Oh, my God. And uh, he calls me up. I'm not even home yet. You know, my dad came and picked me up. He calls me before we're even halfway home. He's like, boy, you need to get the fuck back here right now. So we get back there. He already took pictures for me of the bottom side of the motor mounts where there's no paint missing. You know, like it, it, we called it a Friday bike. It was just like, hey, like this has to get done before we can go home, right, at the at the dealership. Right. Whatever, shit happens. Not a big deal. But the engine tranny and primary shifted back like a half inch. And we're like, yo, like I'm not – that's fucked up. So I ride it. I should have just fucking put it in my dad's truck. But I ride it down to San Diego. I was like, hey, this is what's going on. <laughs> I would say, come get oh, it. Why yeah. did you pull motor mounts out? Why'd you pull the motor mount bolts out? I was like, I fucking didn't. They weren't there to begin with. He's like, well, they didn't rattle out. I was like, they were never in there to begin with. Like, look at the bottom. You'll see that there's no, like, paint missing from the washer being there or anything like that. So what these motherfuckers did is they reset everything while I'm arguing with the sales guy. Ran bolts through there and then pulled them back out. And said, oh, yeah, see, we got up underneath there. There's paint fucking missing and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, you guys didn't even try to hide that, like... It's fucking clean under there. Like, you, you wiped it all off after you were finished with it. But I've got pictures here. And they were doing this to a bunch of people. Dude, I'm just laughing at the idea of seeing you, uh, like, in my head, riding off of this thing, just damn near getting vibrated off your brand-new bike, thinking this is normal. <laughs> no, it wasn't. See, it wasn't horrible. Like, it wasn't... Like, the shake wasn't super... Like horrible you know like it was a little more than what i was used to on the sportster but then i'm also on an older sportster so i was like oh okay cool like it's probably normal right it wasn't like this thing was fucking like bouncing and hitting the bottom of the gas tank or anything like that so let, let me compare that experience and i'm not harping on indian but i am gonna harp on my local indian dealer indian of southeast virginia so i walk into the place and this is 2017. And uh, I just start asking questions. And I see that dark horse. And I'm going, oh, I kind of like that. And I bugged the holy crap out of this guy with every stupid little question you can imagine. And then I leave. And then I come back. And I hit him up again two or three days later. And I just drive this guy nuts. And I go away. And then I come back. And I go away. I do this five or six times. Until I felt comfortable with the bike. And he knew that. And he was just as patient as could be. And then when it got to the, to the whole um, financing part, you know, I came with my own financing. And the guy said, hey, great. That's good. Let me see if I can beat it. And it wasn't like this, oh, let me pressure you into doing our financing. He came out and led and laid out four different finance options and said, this is what you can do. You know, and I picked the one I like. Rode out that same day. It was fantastic, and I will always go back to that dealership and buy my bikes. Oh, see, that's the opposite of what I had with the financing for uh, Ventura Harley. Um, I brought my own financing also, and they try to bully you into going with their financing with their crazy APR, and then they try to explain to you on top of it, like you know, it's it, if you use their financing, it'll increase your credit that much faster and that much more, and all this nonsense. On top of the big lie, this is the one that I preach uh, against Harley all the time, is they trick you and say, when you're first starting out, that Harleys are going to maintain their resale value. <laughs> you fucking liars. It's never happened. Not once. That thing goes down in value so much faster than your payments do. Like, I don't know anybody who's ever, like, when they've gone to trade it in, almost everybody's like, they offer you less than what you still owe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every aftermarket, they don't count that. Like you could dump thirty G's into a bike. Hey man, doesn't count. Do you know why they want you to use their financing? Because they're assholes. Because well, well they are, but they get kickbacks. 
So let's say you show up with your own financing and it, the the points, the, the uh, percentage, right, is you're going to pay back, let's just make it easy and say 10%. That's, that's really high, but we'll just use 10%. And you go to them and they go, no, 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 I can get you a better one. I can get you at 8%. Okay, great. So that works out for you. But because that dealership has so much business with the different banks, the banks cut him a deal so that that 8%, to the bank is actually 7%. So that means 1% every month is going to that dealership. Mm. It's commission. But, um, Eagles Mart got called out a little while ago, probably a year or so ago, because they weren't opening loan accounts for people. What they were doing for their crazy high fucking interest rates was uh, they were opening credit cards, like store credit cards, oh. right? Like a Macy's card, but for Harley Davidson. They were charging the bike to that account, and that's why you had an 18% interest rate. Like, I walked in there uh, when I went to get my lowrider. I walked in there with four grand down with decent credit. You know, I mean, it wasn't fucking great, but it was decent. You know, it was in the low 700s. And they still tried to give me a fucking 16% interest rate. It's like, get fucked both yeah. ways. You just turn around and walk out because you know they're going to fuck you no matter what at that point. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, got, I got all the final numbers from them. I went and I called, I called my bank. I said, hey, this is what I got. This is what I want. This is what I have. They're like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, it's a little steep, uh, but it's a motorcycle, so like it's going to be like 5%. I was like, I'll fucking take it. Thanks. Yeah. I, dude, I'll never probably buy from a dealer uh, again unless I ever get like a brand new road glide or something like that. Other than that, stick with private or stick with getting something old and just work on that. Yeah, that's that's my plan for because I, I plan on getting a road glide after this, um, and probably right around the time I transfer is when this bike will be paid off, and that hurts to say out loud. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. So, uh, so back to the point of Andar's uh, article with the aftermarket. You know, my buddy um, uh, goes by the name of Crazy Horse because uh, he's a Chumash Indian. And uh, he is a huge Indian fan, ironically, because he himself is an actual Indian. And I like him already. Crisis! My dog is retarded. Oh my god! He keeps putting his butt in your face. Oh my god! <laughs> this puppy's gonna kill me, man. Uh, I, for one, think he's a uh, riot. Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> but he got the you know the new Challenger, and that thing is sick. He keeps trying to get me to ride it, and I won't because I know the second I ride it. It's, I, I, I obsess. Like, if I like something, I'm like, well, now that's my new thing that I'm going to get. So, but before he even got it in the um, in the driveway, he had ordered aftermarket handlebars. They had yeah. them already set to go. So there is a, a increasing market for the Indian stuff. But I think the way they're set up, like their design, they have that kind of like Bonneville, like sleek old fifties kind of car, you know, uh, designed with the way their tins, you know, kind of blend into everything and kind of hide a lot of the yeah. components. So you don't have a lot of that. Um, aftermarket stuff that you would do like on a Harley where you see all these parts pieces that are sticking out you know it's a little bit of a sleeker you know kind of concealed design yeah so man I'm telling you I had one of those for the weekend and whenever you get on that thing it's not like any other bike you've ever ridden it's it's a whole new design man it really is it's got the performance of a sport bike and, and you feel like you're in a sport bike and I could not drag the pegs dude and I, I nearly laid it down trying to drag those pegs. I'm sure it could be done, but I wasn't able to do it. And it, it's, but it's a big ass bagger, so yeah. it's not like any other bike you've ever ridden. And he wants to, uh, he wants to race my uh, lowrider S. I've got the 117 in it, and uh, I told him we would, but we haven't yet because I'm a little nervous that uh, <laughs> that that bagger is gonna possibly beat me, and I'm gonna have to live that one down. And it's yeah. stock, I bet. To go, on yeah. top of, to, to go on top of the performance aspect of that, right? Because just, just by the numbers, right, you look at a stock base model Challenger against a stock base model Road Glide, the Challenger is going to, the Challenger numbers wise, it beats it out every time. Yeah. Um, but to go along with that is while I'm sitting here on both websites trying to like customize my shit to kind of figure out like, hey, what would this, what, what are the payments going to look like for me? The exact same modifications on both motorcycles, the Harley-Davidson comes out about four grand more expensive than the Challenger. Oh, easily. Wow. And, and the Challenger, 
included a rough estimate price with tax title license on all that other garbage where the Harley Davidson did not. Yeah. So I was looking at maybe 30 grand for a Roguelide with simple shit like bars, intake and exhaust, a tour pack, uh, and a tuner. I think is is just the four things that I did on them. And yeah, it's thirty fucking thousand dollars, man. Oh, and a speaker Chunk and a stereo. stereo. Yeah. The other problem with or unfortunately with Indian is the lack of dealerships. I don't know how it is for you guys on the East Coast. There's not a lot of them out here on the West Coast. The closest one to me is three hours away. Wow, really? And wow, yeah. I would think that they're like two or three easy where There's, you are. The the where we're at, the closest one is like uh, three hours, and the next one is about the same, um, just in a different direction. Yeah, in in Florida, you got to go down to like Bob's AC and Polaris dealer. Really? To, yeah, they're they're pretty spread out. Um, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot here. It was the same way in San Diego. Um, they had a Motor World, which was a Polaris and Honda, I think. It was Polaris and some other uh, Japanese company. And then next to that was an Indian dealer in in about maybe a 3,000 square foot lot. And I've got two within an hour of me. And then if you want to go two and three hours, I've got two more. Oh, wow. That's, that's a big difference out there. Yeah, it's like 18 Harley dealerships. Oh, dude, you can't swing a dead chicken without hitting a Harley dealership around here. <laughs> Not that you're into swinging dead chickens, but I mean, <laughs> I could get into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of show, dude. Yeah. Oh, so whenever podcast, you ride podcast. that Challenger, just just start saving your pennies, dude. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Tragic. You're gonna have to submit that bylaw amendment before you buy. Shit. <laughs> That's actually one of the things that's uh, in the way is, you know, this is a guy that I would love to, to bring into the club world. Uh, in fact, I was with uh, in, in a club with him uh, before, you know, I went to the, the 1% route. Um, and man, yeah, that, you know, those, those specific bike, I feel like more MCs should just be American made, like I, I, instead of just Harley. I don't know where the, the just Harley thing came from, but it seems like to me, like, uh, especially with the history between Indian and Harley, like why, why why was that skipped? Why was Indian kind of left out of the loop on that? Because by the time that really came around in the '60s, like when your club started, yeah, that was it. Indian had had gone out. The last new Indian you could buy was 1961, and that was a, a rebadged British bike. The last American-made Indian you could buy was 1953. Oh, okay. See. So I have a theory why uh, some clubs are Harley only. Um, paying homage to what it was back then, but I think the reason it was it like that back then is they're experiencing the same problems that we're experiencing today, where you know fucking Jimmy fucking blew blew a timing chain, or Jimmy you know fucking lost something on his bike and he needs to repair it. Now we got eighteen motherfuckers on the side of the road trying to limp this one bike to the next town so they can maybe possibly rig something together to get him to the next town that might have the part that they need. Yeah. Whereas Harley Davidson, you walk into a fucking lawnmower shop, you could find an oil filter that'll fit. You know? you guys come across any um, chopper only clubs? Yeah. Do oh, for oh, Arizona. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ch chopper only, huh? Chopper does only. Include, does that include, um, Japanese engine as well because you know, there's a lot of chops with uh... So I don't know if they're American only or not, but I do know it's chopper only There's one out here called death traps and uh, Those guys are, are freaking wild man and they'll chop whatever you got run what you brung kind of guys I really admire that as well Yeah, I see I, I don't have a mechanical bone in my body. I can do some basics, but that that's a way beyond my skill set. Being able to sit there and work and, and modify all that the way that you want it to come out to. And those old uh, Honda seven fifty inline fours, dude, you can't kill them. They're they're fucking bulletproof, and the transmission is built into them. That's why they used them so much for choppers because you got the engine and transmission as one unit. Yeah, it's it's and it's pretty. Fu they're they're forgiving too when you're putting them back together. 
you know, if something's not where it's supposed to be, it's not going to go back together. Like you have to repeat that step until it's back until that step is complete 100%. And then like everything else will let you kind of move on. Um, yeah, dude, CB seven fifties. Those things are so rad. There was, um, that was kind of like my introduction into the chopper culture was, was, uh, was a bunch of old CBs and, in uh triumphs and bsas yeah up in uh paris california uh they have a they have a little meet it's called uh the hippie killer hoedown oh i've heard of that yeah hippie killer's fucking rad um and yeah you don't see a whole lot of uh like you'll see a bunch of american bikes in the parking lot but like all the show bikes dude they're all fucking chopped up hondas and suzukis and shit no not even triumphs man just well, that sounds like uh, L4 Stero, you know, uh, with Tom Fugel. That, yeah. That's, uh, I think they still are today, but they were all 100% American chop. You had to, you had to have a chopper and have built your chopper to be a part of the club. Yeah, you couldn't buy your shit. You had to build it yeah. yourself. Yeah, you can't buy cool. You have to build it. You can't yeah. go to Jesse James and have him make you one. No, <laughs> he wasn't around then. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I would love to have someone build one for me because uh, I wanted to build it for a guy my size. Uh, so what we're going to have to do is chop up a road glide. Got it. Yeah. yeah. You take two frames and weld them together. Or just like a custom <laughs> frame. Right? Be like, dude, why, why are there two sports motors glued together? And be like, well, we wanted a top speed of 25 with him on it. So. Well, you ever heard of the Hog Slayer? A drag bike? No. Ugh. Oh, dude, it's like uh, now the listeners are going to correct me because I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like four BSA uh, British engines all made it together on a drag bike, and and it, it he called it the Hog Slayer. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> he's looking it up now. <laughs> that's a pretty fucking gnarly looking bike. Yeah. Do you see I've it? Watching, well, I've been watching a lot of those uh, motorcycle drags, um, but they always turn into like fail clips where it's always some guy who immediately pulls to the left and eats shit right off the track immediately. Yeah, that's bad juju. Yeah. I don't find specs on this shit. This is. How many engines is it? Is it three or four? Uh, I count three. Yeah, yeah I'm not kidding on that. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Dude, that is fucking nuts. See, and you don't... What pisses me off about my generation is I don't see us doing shit like this. There it is. Yeah, oh, it's Norton. Yeah, it's three Nortons. Snorton Nortons. That's that's insane. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> not something he got you tired cruise. of being beat by Harley. Yeah, it's not something you cruise around to your local bike night on. Yeah, I think it runs Nitro, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to look up the specs, man. This is kind of a weird episode. We're just, but but it's a good one. We're just, yeah, it's all right. We're over here learning, you know. Just just <laughs> dropping little little nuggets of where we're just going and looking on Google. Fuel injected 750cc Norton powered dragster. Yeah, some get up and go right there. Yeah. So your runs tomorrow for uh, the Wana Willie hundredth. Uh, uh, yeah, birthday. Yeah, it would have been his hundred uh, birthday. Oh yeah, and shout out to his grandson out in California. Yeah, uh, the Winos crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good dude. Talked with him a lot. I don't know if he'll hear this. Maybe I'll send him a text to tell him listen. But great dude. Uh, we had some great conversations about his grandfather, Wino Willie. Oh yeah. That so Wino is just just an all American biker, dude. There's just no getting around it. He he was who he was, and your permission or approval is not required. Yeah. And his grandson looks exactly like him too. Oh yeah. True. That shit that that was really weird when he wrote in. He's like, Oh yeah, it's my fucking grandpa. Like I'm pretty sure all of us like went to his profile, like, nah, nah, it's in it. You guys lost your mind in the chat. You're I did. Like, oh my god, is that really? Is it for real? Like, oh my god, let me see. You know, maybe he's fake. Maybe he's full of shit. Because we get a lot of bullshit fake people sometimes in the inbox with these nonsense stories. Speaking yeah, of inbox, but, uh, yes. real quick, 
um, Punk Rock put out a thing for the ladies to uh, send in some pictures uh, to be either the uh, Good Morning Girl or the uh, My Nightmare or whatever you want to call it. I'm a disappointed uh, in the uh, the lack of pictures. What's going on there? Hey, man. Ladies. I, I put it out there. I don't know. Apparently, we just don't have the support that they uh, claim that we have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we love and support you to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one well, guy sent us a bunch of pictures of her dude friends. Yeah. Oh, Liz Bobo. Yeah. Waiting on us. Just saying. Oh, the sausage party. Yeah. yeah. Promised us a bunch of gold, and then we got, you know, like your one friend jerking your other friend off in the middle of an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's never going to write back now. Way to go. That's baby. fine. <laughs> then she won't get to see my picture. Oh, God. I hope you don't. <laughs> so, Do you have your pants on this time? No, no remember that? Last time, but he wrote it across his belly in his fucking mood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was not on my moves, sir. All right. It was just right here. It was right over my belly. Yeah, said was, a suck life. It said tragic. I've, I've never disliked my road name more. <laughs> opening up a, a message that says, how's this? And there's Punk Rock's hairy gut with my name written on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was the gut. I think that was not his first inclination. Yeah, it could have no, been, been right on my dick, but... Yeah. You know. It would, my dick can't fit both the letter M and C on it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I'll write stuff down, like, whenever we do interviews and stuff like that, like, I, there's some stuff that I want to know about, or I think it make good conversation. Uh, outside of that, I just kind of fucking, I'm just here. <laughs> I just like to get drunk and ruin episodes. Yeah, I'm just, I'm and just we love that about you. I'm just here to answer questions that fit my niche. Right? So tragic. What's it like to be a one percenter? Like, it's uh, pretty cool. I don't know. Go prospect, find out. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all I'm saying is you're welcome, by the way. Because I think it was... uh, Was that the interview we did with Tulane? It was. um, Last week's episode where Elizabeth was bringing in the groceries. There's, oh yeah, she's there's just, back oh, did you edit that out? Yeah, I took that out. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because everybody's gonna be like, "Man, fucking tragic's wife runs that shit." You fucking let her talk to you like that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I probably she, yeah. she threw something at me too. I probably. I mean, it's not the original copy. I can go back and look. <laughs> look, and I don't care how what how tough a one percenter you are. Usually, the girls that are with one percenters are tough broads themselves. If you think that they're just sitting there. Without an opinion or, or being loud or you know being rambunctious at home, there's no fucking way. Like you Mm-mm. think you have this perfect subservient, quiet little does everything you want. Yeah, right, sure. Yeah, yeah, little house mouse. Yeah, that doesn't match the the personality usually for uh, for guys like us. No, no. I mean, to me, it makes it makes the house kind of just run easier too. Like you, you have a strong woman at home, and she's just like. Fuck it, like this. Yeah, there we go. Appreciate you. You know, you have a strong woman at home, and you know you're out working all fucking day. Then you got club shit most of the night. She's gonna run the house. How the fuck she wants to run the house? I mean, fuck, we're never home anyway. We're just there to like make messes and sleep. No, we were uh, last night. You know, I couldn't make it, uh, so we, you know, we ended up not recording or whatever. But um, we had some some friends over, and the story came up of uh, my old lady about how she choked a dude out one time. Um, you know, was at an after party or whatever, and some dude got too handsy. She couldn't, I couldn't get there because she had the keys and my bike was in the shop at the time. And instead, she just took it in her own hands and fucking choked a dude out. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's that's a one percenter's wife. Yeah, <laughs> wife that. Yep. So what's up? Anything else, guys? We gotta. I don't know. We're, I feel like we're all struggling to to. Yeah, yeah, this has definitely uh, made me appreciate having having Dave on the show a lot more. Uh. <laughs> Did you get any answers back on the lives? Did are people uh, any of the readers interested in us doing more of those? Um, I mean, just a bunch of likes, you know. See, when I whenever I ask questions, and it's and and I get it. 
it happens to me on the page, it happens to me in the chat, happen, fuck, it happens to me on the fucking air. I'll ask questions, and people are like, eh, men are talking, shh, and then, <laughs> you know, because fuck, I asked you guys like six times today, like, hey, what time are we going to do this? And it's just like, oh, hey, did you see this video? <laughs> in my defense, I, slept, <laughs> I was asleep most of the day. Well, no, I know that. Um, but it, yeah. in my defense, I was yelling at uh, generals and admirals from Europe most of the yeah. day. So he was doing important, you know. Yeah, Jim over, here being, Jim over here being big dick gangster. Yeah. Negative. <laughs> and then Andor had uh, his his boy with his uh, ankle that he thought he broke or whatever. Bro, the video. God, I watched that shit like six, seven times, and just like. Oh, yes. Panic shot up my back every time I heard it. Just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Foot injuries are the fucking worst, man. Pelvis injuries. Yeah. I had one? a crushed pelvis. Uh, so you'll know what it's called there, tragic. Uh, open book fracture on my pelvis. Oh. So all the uh, stomach muscles went up like a window shade all the way up to my rib cage, and all the muscles for my right leg went down all the way down to the knee. Yep. Internal bleeding, it all bled right into my nutsack, which was the size of two giant grapefruits. Yep. Um, it was it was a bad bad night, and you should see the boat. <laughs> not good. So I take it this was not a motorcycle related. No, no, this is a, a patrol boat in the middle of the night is trying that to teach that guys. That you've showed us pictures of the one that's oh, all yeah. up front. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. that metal one that's completely you. You can't really tell from the picture, but it, it hits so hard and it crushed the nose. But because it's uh, uh, pressed aluminum, it rippled all the way down the whole back of the boat. Just sent the, all the kinetic energy right into you, huh? Oh, yeah. And I was standing up. So, you know, it's not like we were strapped in any kind of seats. I mean, I was standing up. I got thrown to the deck and it broke all the ribs on my left side Rough. and uh, broke my shoulder blade. And the guy behind me, he got thrown completely in the air, and his knee came down on my pelvis. And for men, the front part of the pelvis is is held together with cartilage, like in your nose. And he landed right there, so it popped open like a book. Separated it immediately? Yes. And that's why Drifter is the toughest fucking dude we know who acts like he's not. (laughs) That's that's why Drifter doesn't like to sit for one place very long. He's... You know what? That makes sense. I didn't see you when we got to that second bar. I didn't see you touch a chair. And we were there for like an hour and a half. Because I couldn't find a chair. There were plenty of open. Those, those, the gentlemen booze fighters left the chair open for their geriatric friend, Drifter. Mm, let's see. How can I say this in French? Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Oui. Oui, oui. Well, hey, I don't know if uh, if our our listeners out there in listener land, first off, have made it this far. Yeah, uh, they don't tune out. They're like, what the fuck is going on? No, here? no, they, they checked out like, long oh, ago. Nope. So now they can start <laughs> talking shit. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know if we're going to be like, oh, let's let's hold hands and talk about Yeezus. Or if they're like, yeah, like, let's just bag on these motherfuckers. No, it wasn't that. We were just talking. Um, but I got but a yeah. question. Uh, so, re- listeners, send in a thing. Let me know. Is there a motorcycle club out there for followers of uh, the Norse religions, but not like just guys that like Viking shit, but guys that actually follow the religion. I'm kind of curious. And I, you know, I mentioned before we started recording, I've seen patches, but I think those are just like kind of maybe gimmicky ones where, like I said, the, the bottom rocker said Valhalla. I think it was like Sons of Odin or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? But that's like a, I don't think it's a real club. I think it was like something that people, you know, were. They found uh, it on Etsy. Yeah, it's like one of those fucking, you know, uh, just random fake things. You know, there's like Sons of Arthritis, ibuprofen chapter. Did you ever see that meme? <laughs> my yeah. my father owns one of those shirts. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Pag- but... Pagan uh, MCs, heathens, you know, like uh, guys that are into the Norse, because uh, that's what they call it now, is uh, like modern... Um, modern day heathenry? Uh, I forgot. Uh, modern Odinism, I think is what it's called now. Like it's where it's trying to follow the the old uh, Norse religions. Yeah, I'm just curious. Me too. Huh. That that is interesting. But yeah. So once again, I don't know if anybody's made it this far in the episode, but we just uh, don't know if you guys noticed. Um, we can't uh, hear the chronic like drip snort 
that Tragic usually has. And uh, Drifter doesn't sound like he's actually inside of a robot. So we just want to give it. And who do we have to to thank for that? We have one uh, Andrew Hacker Holman from. uh... Oh, God. See, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, Hacker, I got to tell you, I'm using your microphone that you sent me right now, man. Thank you so much. It it is the bomb diggity. Yeah, same here. Appreciate it. Uh, for making at me least the same sound. Time. Yeah, <laughs> for making me at least sound because I didn't realize until we started recording these things that I have that weird uh, breathing thing apparently where I make this whistle sound every fucking once in a while. <laughs> dude, so, I'm telling you, man, you're... I sound like a fat dude struggling for fucking breath who's got like COPD and fucking heart failure. It's just a septum that's deviated as fuck. I bet. Oh, he's deviated. Yeah. He's deviated. Tragic, tragic deviates, you know what I'm saying? A little bit, a little bit. But no, uh, Andrew, you know, hacker from the least of Saints MC. Seriously, man. Um, Which is really what's cool about our topic of the uh, religious club because he's a man of yeah. faith. Yeah. With, with a religious club, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. Um, they're they're a uh, what I believe is a Christian club. I didn't look too much into it. Um, yeah, we started talking about that. And then. Uh, Dude, he sent us all sorts of shit. Mike's the mixer that we're using. Um, it's helping us out. I'm still trying to fucking fine-tune my skills with that, and I think it's getting better. Um, but, yeah. Can we, can we make friends with a guy who sells Corvettes? Can we make friends with that guy? Yeah. I want to make friends with a guy that sells Rogue Glides for cheap first. And then we can make friends with the guy that sells Corvettes. Is that okay? Make, make friends with the madam, so. <laughs> Priorities, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'd be saving money on the weekend. Anyway, so uh, I'm just kidding, baby. I love you. So, no, we, we appreciate you guys listening and hanging out with us. And if you made it this far, thanks for just kind of, knuck, you know, white knuckling it with us through this episode. Um, Don't blame us. Send in topics you want us to hear. Yeah, yeah, we kind of were very unprepared for this. Uh, we were going to do something with uh, our newest writer, Mac Black, tonight. But unfortunately, uh, some stuff came up. And he was unable to join us, which is okay. Shit happens, you know? Um, but, yeah, so send us, uh, like Tragic said, send us your fucking questions, your topics, what you want to do. Um, we're probably going to start doing lives more often. Um, we got a lot of really good feedback off of the live last night, uh, pulling random people on just to kind of say what's up and get to know you guys because that's that's what it's about, man. You know, we don't put ourselves on this fucking pedestal. We don't, you know, we're just fucking normal dudes that, you know, some of us aren't even in clubs because we're fucking losers. But, yeah. You guys you guys got anything to end with? Well, Drifter's on a pedestal, but he deserves it. <laughs> no, Drifter no, no. and Tragic probably two of the most gangster motherfuckers I know. That's because you don't know anybody. <laughs> I know Dave. There you go. <laughs> I know Dave. Uh, no, I'm good. I don't have anything else. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, you know that I didn't have a lot to, and I haven't been writing as much. And not that I that I don't have anything to say. Um, There's just been, you know, the world's been crazy lately. You know what I mean? And it's how do you write about it without uh, beating it to death? And you know, so if you guys want topics, also for for articles, or just want to share things that are going on with your guys, you know, world and asking for our, you know, our spin on it. You know, send those in. Yeah, absolutely. And and then, hey, don't get offended, too, if we accidentally open one of your messages in the inbox and we don't get back to you. Sometimes we actually, like, we, we accidentally just click open on that um, and we don't mean to and we mean to come back and then just life happens and we forget to because um, there's been a couple submissions that I have accidentally opened that set on red for, like, three weeks and then the dude wrote back in. So, like, so is that a no? You don't want to post it? No, it's actually great. I just I was in a hurry and I accidentally, like, I fat fingered this. I'm sorry. So. Oh, wait, did, did I tell you guys about Coot, our resident mechanic? Yeah, isn't he ended up being a brother of yours? Yeah. So that's not his road name for us. So, you know, I saw it in an inbox. You know, he, he wrote in as Coot and uh, had some, some pretty killer uh, wrench articles. And uh, so I didn't think anybody anything about it. Some uh, One of the other writers took it and posted it a couple of times. And, and then, you know, we're out riding and, and several of our – charters came together and, and they were going hey man did, what do you think about you know such and such you know he wrote in with those uh, uh mechanic he's he's a harley mechanic in his real life and i go what that was him 
So I looked like a total idiot. My brother's been writing these articles for us. I didn't even know it was him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've had messages come in that uh, that are brothers of mine, and I don't recognize the the real name because you know a lot of us know each other by you know just our road names because we're such a big nation. You know, and it might be a chapter that is from you know way across the country that I you know may not know as well yet or whatever. So there's been a couple times where I've been like, wait a minute, is that? And then you go and look, and you're like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, that is that who that is, you know. <laughs> I recognize that support shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, take that's... us on home, man. All right. Well, don't forget to check out our Facebook, our Instagram, um, you know, and our, uh, our OnlyFans account. It's where we show all our awesome videos and are doing weird things with potatoes. Um, so, OnlyFans? Yeah, our OnlyFans. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, we have an OnlyFans. Uh, it's where uh, Andar takes potatoes, he boils them, he mashes them, and then he stuffs them up his ass. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I killed tragic. All right, well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>